Hi, I'm Moose Jaw Matt. Thank you so much for joining us here on Nature and Science for Kids. We are thrilled to hear about you listeners who are enjoying the podcast. It's so fun. We hear about it in person and comments on Facebook and on the website, moosejawmat.com. Speaking of which, if you haven't been, go ahead, check out moosejawmat.com, moosejawmat.com, no spaces. There's a store on there, places to leave comments. You can check out podcast episodes anytime, and there's other content as well. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, and I think some of the other social media platforms. You'll just go out and search for Moose Jaw Mat or Nature and Science for Kids, and you'll find us. Finally, we're on Patreon, which is a way to support podcasts. We have some faithful supporters who we are so grateful for, and they've made it possible to get things like microphones and hosting the podcast and having the website. You are welcome to join them and support the podcast as well. It can be anything from a couple of dollars a month up to $12 a month, and there are different incentives to go along with it. Most of all, your money goes to help pay for the boring parts of the podcast that don't get much attention, but really make it possible. Thank you so much, listeners. I am so thoroughly... What in the world was that? Is that a car? Still moose jaw mat. I, I haven't changed, but I'm sneaking around in the forest here. I'm in southeastern Australia. I heard the most unusual sounds. I, I, I didn't know if there was a if we were in the middle of the city and I didn't realize it, if there was a neighborhood nearby or a car. But I found out that there's a bird. It has this really long tail made with different feathers that are striped and feathery and puffy. I think this is, I think this is the lyre bird, L-Y-R-E. It's not telling lies, like lyre as in like the musical instrument. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the lyre bird. Have you ever heard about it? Let's listen a little bit, and you tell me why they might have named this bird after an instrument. This bird is remarkable, what it can do with its voice. I I don't even know if I believe what I'm hearing. This bird has been known to mimic anything. Let's, let's talk about some basic facts before we get to their unusual sounds. They're pheasant-sized, so eh, a little bigger than a chicken maybe, about the size of a chicken. Plumage color, the color of their feathers is mainly dark brown and kind of grayish brown with a reddish brown, yeah. 
They're not very strong flyers, so, as expected, they sort of stay on the ground. They're called ground-dwelling birds. They typically live solitary lives, that means alone, solo, one. They often remain in the same territory their entire lives, so they don't visit from state to state or territory to territory. They are, boom, that's it, right there. I'm setting up home. I'm keeping this job for 40 years and retiring. If this bird is ground dwelling, what types of things do you think it would eat? What would make up its diet? There are birds called flycatchers that sit on a limb, they see a bug flying past, they go out and nab it, and then go back to their perch and eat it. Do you think lyre birds would do that? Probably not. Remember, they're weak flyers, ground dwellers. They're going to eat things near the ground, like earthworms or insects on the ground. So what they do is they go around and they scratch. They scratch away at the upper soil layers and leaves, and they find things underneath. There are birds in North America that do this too. Tohees, white-throated sparrows, but the lyrebird is bigger and does this in Australia. All right, so let's move on to what makes them amazing. What sets them out is their voices. It's estimated that about for every four sounds that they make, they borrowed three of them. Borrowed is another way, nice way of saying they imitated. They can imitate anything. Uh, we can also call it mimicry. They're mimicking, using mimicry, the voices, the vocalizations of other birds. And not even other birds, just whatever they hear. Their mimicry is highly accurate. Let's put it like this. If I try to speak like an Australian, someone's going to detect it and realize it's not very good. But these guys, they are highly accurate. When they mimic or imitate another sound, it's so hard to tell the difference. So a birder like me who likes to go out and bird by sound would be fooled if I got around a lyrebird. I would think, oh, that's an eastern sea otter. I, that's not a bird. I'm making that up as an example. And then lo and behold, it's not an eastern sea otter. It's a superb lyrebird. So these guys, the quality of the sounds that they are imitating increases with age. So they're not just born with this ability and they're, they're set. They improve. They grow their talents. They know how to use it. And then they make it even better. You, listeners, you may be gifted at something or you may not be, but you can improve whatever it is that's before you. I've had students that say, oh, I'm not a good artist. And I say, that's exactly why you're in school, to practice. How are you going to become excellent at something unless you practice? So even a lyrebird, born, it's built into them to be able to imitate other birds. Mimicry. And yet they improve as they get older. Their quality increases. And you can increase your abilities too. Listeners, if I'm honest, my favorite episodes are the ones I've done more recently. As I've been creating episodes, I like the ones I've done later on. Because as we practice something, 
we get better at it. Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us as we've learned about the Lyrebird. I'm Moose Jaw Matt. Until next time, keep exploring your world. <laughs>